Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? I am your host of the Pragmatic Postulations Podcast. That's a fancy way of saying real life uh, theories, ways of living, just just real shit. I am your host, a connoisseur of nothing. Some call me Mr. Know-It-All. I prefer Mr. Know-A-Bit. Either way, let me talk my shit. But for family purposes here, you can call me Uncle Matt. We also have the glorious sister, Miss Pound Cake, on the podcast again today. You want to go ahead and say hello to the people? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. What's everybody doing? How was your day? It was pretty good. I actually got some rest. I've been busy, so it was actually a good day. You you wasn't busy running the streets, were you? <clears throat> No, no, I don't run in the streets. I don't do that. You don't run the streets. You don't do that. You ain't a runner. You a track star. You ain't that. You don't like that song. Nah, that ain't me. That ain't, that ain't me. I'm one of those. I'm gonna stick around when it get rough. When it's dark outside. Okay. Okay. What type of music? What type of music do you listen to, Miss Pound? Okay. What What's your vibe? Um, I like R and B. I like old school music. Um, I'm an '80s baby, so you know I like the like you know the early '90s. Okay. Um, I'm not a big on rap, but you know I've I've learned to um, appreciate some of the rap music. Okay. Um, some of these new songs I don't really like. Some of them I do get down with. It just depends. Like I like a feel of vibe. Okay. Do you um? I said you like the um old school in the, in the '90s R and B. You like the the two thousands R and B. What you think about that? I mean, yeah, I could say I could get down with the two thousand R and B. I like anything that you know got some feeling to it. You know. Okay. Okay. I ain't mad so I'm an you. emotional person, so I like like my music normally reflects how I feel. You said you're an emotional person. You ever just lay in the, lay in the shower crying with the water oh, dripping no, on your back? Shit. Ain't that emotional? <laughs> I wasn't built like that. Like, I'm just <laughs> emotional. Like, I might be mad. I, you know, you never know. Uh-huh. Like, I wear my emotions, so you see. So if I'm hurt, you'll see that I'm hurt. You know, okay. I'm one of those types. You wear them on your sleeve. Okay. Yeah, me, I'm a bit more, Um, I'm very introverted. Um, I don't really mm. show my emotions very well. Uh, that's been a big issue for me with dealing with people. People never really know what to think about me or know what I'm yeah. thinking. And, and it's also very intimidating, especially with with dealing with other dudes. Most most dudes think um I'm ignorant, I'm mean, I'm on some bullshit whenever they first meet me because I'm so quiet, calm, reserved, and I don't really talk. I actually hate speaking, so they think I'm on some type of time when I'm just chilling. I don't give a fuck about other dudes. Yeah. As long as you ain't putting your hands on me, you don't want to, you know, get your rough and rowdy, we all good. It's all copacetic. Let's keep it pushing. So as far as today's music, uh, do you think any of today's music will become classics? You think this sound is going to be um, one that sticks around for decades? I don't know. I want to believe that you know it will. But then when I when I look at you know certain music that we grew up off of and like our parents' music and how that was like classic, like our kids are bringing that back. You know. They're bringing the Michael Jackson back. They're bringing the Anita Baker. And they're bringing all of that back, you know, that good quality music that makes you sit down. Now, you know who I think music will be just solid Bruno Mars. Because it's mm-hmm. like he makes stuff for today, but then he also got like the smooth, 
back in the day feel too. Mm-hmm. And maybe Chris Brown. I don't know. I feel like some of his new stuff these days. But I don't know. I just feel like mm. these new artists is like they not really talking about too much of nothing. You know, I would at first glance, I would say Chris Brown for sure. Um, but when looking at when looking at his catalog more, I don't think Chris Brown ever really had a distinct sound. And I think the 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 music that has stuck around for generations, everybody had a distinct sound. Like when you heard a yeah. when you heard a a Barry White song, that's one of my favorite singers. That's one of my mother's favorite singers. That's why he's one of mine. He has a very distinct sound. When you hear an Al Green record, that's an Al Green record. When you exactly. hear a Luther record, it's a Luther record. You know, when you hear a Michael Jackson record, it's a Michael Jackson record. Prince, it's a Prince record. Right? And with somebody like Chris Brown, I think Chris is one of the most talented performers and, and artists we've ever seen. I think he might be number one if if, if you're being objective. However, I think Chris always made music that was for the time and whatever yeah. was moving at that time. So I don't think he really ever had a distinct sound. So I, that's why I'm not sure if, if I really take another look at it. But at first glance, yeah, I, I would expect him to be around for a long time. People love his music. Mm-hmm. What about this? Um, So you said you like R&B. What, what do you think about this trap R&B? Some some of it I can get down with, and then some of it is just like, nah, I ain't with it. Um, I feel like I just feel like you put a good hook to anything, it'll it'll bop. But most of the time, I just feel like there's no feeling behind most of the stuff that's coming out these days. But now we do have these newer artists that are coming out with the um <clears throat> with these songs that really sit you down. Like I haven't listened to Juice World. Like I like I like it's just certain stuff I just don't listen. to. Mm-hmm. But I had this pleasure, you know, a friend of mine, he referred the song to me. And when I when I listened to it, I was like, this song weird. But then when I sat and listened to the words and sat and listened to what he was saying, it was like, wow, like I could I could relate to that. Like today's society, like they could relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like these kids, like, well, the song was basically um which one was it? Wishing Well. And I was just listening. I'm like, we going through we're going through so much stuff at this time in our life. That some of us we feel like we can't breathe. Some of us, some of some people are getting fucked up every day just to deal with life. So I feel like in this time, that type of music is for you know this time. But I don't really get down with it a whole lot of it. I just want regular R and B. Okay. Sing to me. You know? Okay. Yeah. I I think um. I don't know if if this um. If this, if the music of today will be as universally looked at as as classics, the way we look at older music, because really the the beauty of today is you can get whatever whatever you want and get exactly what you want. You okay. know your your favorite artist might be somebody who drops music, you know, every couple months or every year, and maybe they only got twenty thousand other fans, and you you want a twenty thousand. And they don't get no mainstream play, you know. But whenever they drop a record, you want it. You're looking for it. Um, I think that's the beauty of how accessible music is today. Um, With the trap R&B, you know, I find it funny. Whenever I listen to it, because I got 
I got little sisters, and one of my little sisters, she played the she played the trap R and B of today for me. Um, we was driving in the car. This was this was months ago. I think it was like over the summertime, and she's like, "Oh, let me play the music. Let me play. Let me play some music while you drive. Let me play some music while I'm like, all right, go ahead, right." And every song that she played was like a vivid, visceral description of a woman performing fellatio and engulfing seminal fluid thereafter. And I was like, how, like, how is these love songs? Yes. These songs don't sound like love songs to me. These days sound crazy. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I guess whatever floats your boat, right? Um, yeah. But hmm, I, I don't know how I would feel about wifing up a girl and, and she want to get she want to get piped down to hearing about niggas popping zans and and they love you so much that they they let you hold their pistol, you know they they need deep they they deeper in the street than a sewer rat, so they they letting you hold the pistol they letting you hold the work. So that your ass can get shot the fuck up in a car, and and and, they, exactly. and your mama looking at and then, them crazy. And then I and then I say I I think I take that back to the female like that nigga don't really care about you if if that's what it is because if a real if a man really want if he really cared about you and he was in that lifestyle and you were his woman for real he wouldn't want you touching that he wouldn't even bring it to your door. Yeah. So. Why would you feel like a nigga love you because you can do all this? Nah, just think about the indictment. Your name on them indictments just like everybody else's. I mean, but that's what the young you know girls want. They want to be, um, you know, I mean, the song's a little old now, but it still reigns true. They want to be a trap queen. Exactly. I mean, and and I'm I'm not I'm not going like I'm not going to sit here and I'm going to say that that's not what you should do as a female. You know, I know there's females out here that hustle hard for they they babies and you know they don't got their dads in their life and they might be out here in the streets doing it. They're not doing it because you know that's something that they think is fun. They're doing it because they can feed their family. That's understandable. But when you blatantly got a full time job and you're like I'm gonna hold this nigga down and. I'm gonna hold his gun. Like I, I can only say I was that I was that girl, but I was young. Mm-hmm. I had a daughter, and shit changed for me. It was just like I can't be out here being reckless, living my lifestyle like this. Like nah, I want to be the chick that's gonna be at home. I can, I can make, I can make your house a castle. That's what I can do. If you want can that you thing, hold up? Because you're talking all this. I can make your house a castle and all this, that, and the third. Can you make biscuits? Can I make what biscuits? Biscuits. From scratch, yes, butter biscuits, make homemade biscuits, at tender that. joints. I can make homemade yeast rolls. Homemade what? Yeast rolls. No, I'm not in the yeast roll. I'm I'm not in the yeast. You might want to go see your your gynecologist. I'm talking about. But I can do I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about biscuits. Okay, because a biscuit. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all something, ladies. I mean, I guess y'all don't really give a damn because I be giving y'all the game. Y'all just don't be listening. Don't nothing keep a nigga home like a hot meal. And, you know, it pisses me off when women say, oh, I ain't cooking, I ain't cleaning, I ain't doing none of the, you know, stereotypical shit that men look for in a woman to make them their woman. But yet, you don't want to be the sad bitch neither. You want to have sad bitch tendencies and get a wife role. No, you can't get a wife. 
bitch, go pull an apron, bake some biscuits, and and let me take care of these bills and put a couple babies in you, and we live a we live a happy life together, right? All nigga want is a good meal. Don't nothing keep a nigga home like a good meal and a dick suck. Don't nothing in the world. Let me tell you, this coming from a man. Stop listening to your nappy headed ass girlfriends that done bounced around eighteen dicks this last year. And she trying to tell you how to get your relationship right. Listen to fuck what I'm telling you. That nigga should not be leaving home with his balls full. His balls should be empty. Clip empty. Okay? And when he come home, he should be smelling biscuits and a roast in the oven. Respectfully. That's all. Ran over. So And that is true. I mean, and I and I believe that full heartedly. So me personally, like, you know, my mom and dad, like I said, they were married. So, you know, I got to see my mom cook. And like my, that's what we did. We cooked. So for me, it's like we cook. Like I was just cooking before when you uh was like y'all ready. I'm like, let me make sure the kids is done. But it's just, you know, that's what I want. I want to be able to sit down with somebody and and have that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You go out because like the world beats up on our black men. Yeah, I want to be able to send you queens. out in the world. Let the world beat you up, and then you come home, and you have your peace of mind, you have your tranquility, you have all of that. You know what I'm saying? I cook. I I'm very well versed in a lot of different cuisines because I I like to I like to experiment. So it's like I want to try something different. I want to learn something different. I'm always evolving my skills because I mean you got to because nowadays all the bitch got to do is twerk her ass on a nigga and the nigga gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like you got to be that. Cause there ain't nothing keeping them home. All you got keeping him home is the ass. He look out the window and there's some ass there. Okay. Exactly. What other reason should I stay with this ass when there's that ass and that ass a little fatter? Exactly. It's a little tighter or, or whatever the case may be. Or it's just something different. You know? You exactly. Know? And yeah. when you put that and when you put that work in as a female and you do that, trust me, I that's how I got my baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> cook breakfast, cook dinner, lunch. We have brunch. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, that's and, a life skill. He was he ripped and ran. He did his thing. You know, I didn't judge him for what he did. But when it was time to come home and sit down, it was time to come home and sit down. Yeah, that's a and life that's skill. You know, I'd be damned if 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 my children think a home cooked meal is a Wendy's four for four. I'll be damned. Have my babies with heart disease and high blood pressure and they're eight years old. I'll be damned. Thanks. Okay, so ladies, I'm not saying you got to be Susie Homemaker, you know, super old-fashioned on that old bullshit, but look, make that nigga something to eat that, that ain't a damn pasta dish, okay? That ain't spaghetti, Alfredo, buffalo chicken dip, um, buttered noodles, or some, something some, something that, that cooks in 15 minutes, okay? Get that nigga a meal of substantial so that he got something to come home to, like, oh. When when he out with the boys, I don't know what y'all niggas doing, but I'm about to go home because my bitch bad and, and she cooked. <laughs> my bitch bad and she cooked. So um, what, what y'all niggas doing for the rest of the night? All right, I'll catch y'all niggas next weekend. Right? That's what's going to have that nigga coming home faithfully. That home-cooked meal that he can't get nowhere else. You know, and, and I cook for my women, too. You know? Mm-hmm. It's only right. It's only right. I, plus, one, I enjoy cooking, too. I'm a good cook. And um, three, I like making my women happy. So women, make your man happy. Stop getting on his last nerve. Okay, let him make you happy. You make him happy. We all happy. We all want love. Don't you want love, Pound Cake? I do. We I all mean, want I love. 
and I got love to share. Like I wanna love, I wanna love somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just how I feel. I mean, I think I do, but I ain't. I, mean, I do, but don't you really love somebody? Circumstances got me like, okay, I'm putting forth all this effort and all this energy, and it's like, you know what? I'm just not feeling the love. I'm not feeling the. So it just, you know, and I'm the type of person I'm like, hey, I'm here, but I will leave. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a million other men out there that would love to have what you have. Yeah. And ladies, it's not all on y'all. I'm not, I'm not, because a lot of times people be thinking I'm misogynistic, I'm misogynistic um, with some of the things I say. And it's not that. Mm-hmm. I love women. I know the beauty of women. I know the power of women. And I know how they truly are superior to men in so many different ways. So I'm just trying to give y'all the game so that y'all can stop coming to me talking about y'all heartbroken and niggas ain't treating you right. And it's because you, and it's because you letting them ain't treat you right. That's all it is. I love it. And, you know, maybe, maybe you ain't ready to be treated right, you know, or, or maybe you was just predestined to be a prop, a, a, a little pop and drop. You know what I mean? A little thought, a little thought. That, that might be what you were predestined to be, but you can put in the work to become more is all, is all I'm saying. You know, nigga, there's a lot of niggas out here that ain't shit. They don't want nothing for life. They just want to sell their little script of pills that they getting, sell their little ounce, two ounces of weed that they getting, or work their little nine to five job, you know, get them a couple little nappy-headed bitches on, on, on their dick that they can um rotate with every couple months to switch out and switch in. You know, some niggas don't want nothing out of life. So um, okay. here's what I'll say. If you do want something, find somebody that wants something. Um, find your own happiness. Don't look for it in somebody. And um, stop getting piped down to, to, to trap songs. You know, I want more for you. I want a lot more for <laughs> you. I want a lot more for you in life. However, I will say, because you said you prefer the 90s and the early 2000s R&B. You know, when I listened to that, there was a lot of nasty shit going on in them songs in, in, the, in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of niggas treating that girl like dog shit and just crooning and, and, and making it sound, you know, vocally well over records. And women were just mm-hmm. eating it up. A lot of niggas dirty macking, you know, trying to... The side nigga trying to be the main nigga or trying to be the side nigga trying to beating down another man's back trying to get the girl. Mm-hmm. A lot of nasty stuff going on. So um, I will say that as well. I don't know where I want to go with that, but there's a lot, a lot of nastiness that was going on in those those early 2000s and, and the 90s as far as the R&B is concerned. That's true. Because I mean, like, even a lot of times, like, I don't know. I was listening to a Jody C song on my way to work the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, this song is so vulgar!" <laughs> like, mm-hmm. did they really just say that? Like, I didn't know. Like, I was like, "Wow!" Like, I never really, you never really pay attention because you're so used to hearing the song that yeah. you never pay attention to what's being said in the song. And then you're like, "What the hell?" Like, they're just as bad as these niggas today. Like, man, that's I was, how it was like that's that's crazy. Man, I was playing um. I was playing my title uh, like last week or the week before. And title, after you get done playing the album, it'll just start playing similar songs, right? And I had been letting it rock out for a while because I was at work. And the song came on by Jagged Edge. You know, Jagged Edge had them records in the early 2000s. They had that record for you. For whatever you was dealing with, whatever you was going through, 
however you was feeling, they had that record mm-hmm. for you, right? And the song came on a classic, He Can't Love You. And when I tell you, my, when listening to, to it with my 25-year-old ears, I'm like, these was some nasty, trifling-ass <laughs> niggas. These niggas was just shitting on the, on the, on the, on the nigga that she loved. Mm-hmm. To try to get them yabba dabbas, it was it was sickening. It was sickening. Sounds great. The song still sounds great. Still sounds amazing. But when you listen to the records, you like these niggas was out of line, out of line. Did you hear about um? Speak while we're on music. Did you hear about um? We talked about DMX and we briefly spoke about Black Rob. Um, have you heard the news? Black Rob has been um been announced to be deceased. Rest in peace, Brack LaRob. Prayers out to his loved ones and his family. And, um, yeah. You know, so a lot of people dying. You know, yeah, and it's crazy. Like, life is too short. Like, I think that's where I'm at at this point in my life. Life is too short for me to waste it with people that don't want to be around. Waste it with, um, people. like, I, I, I don't have time to waste. So, you know, a lot of people I'm starting to distance myself from, you know, um, a lot of people I'm starting to really reevaluate what your status is in my life. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I don't want to put time and energy into something that's not worth my while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this life is fragile and it's futile and it's so short. Like you, you always think you got more time. Like, ain't exactly. that crazy? We we always think, oh, I ain't got to do that right now. I got some time. I could do that later. Like, a lot exactly. of times we just always think that we got time. We always think we got more time. And, and, and it can be gone like that before you blink an hour. It's crazy. So, that is. And, like, as I was telling somebody, like, I said my mom was here one day, and then she was going the next. And it was just like a blink. It was just like, it was like a week, a week. And it was just like, how do you, somebody be there? You go to bed and you're like, I'm going to wake up to them tomorrow. And then you wake up and it's just like, they don't never come back from that time. You went to the last time you saw them. That was the last time you saw them. And it's happening more frequently. Kids kill, being killed in the street. Like young kids that have still mm-hmm. got the rest of their life to live. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna understand. I can relate to it a little bit. You know, I, I I was once a young Thundercat out here, thinking I was Billy Badass. You know, had that Superman complex that so many of us uh, youngins have. You know, during those mm-hmm. those ages, going from like really kicks on around 14, 15, up until we like 21, 22. You know, where we feel as though nothing, nothing can stop us. We always got an answer for everything. And um, okay. we feel as though we got so much to prove. We we feel like we want to be great, you know. That, and that's what it really is. We have such a drive to be great. And that, when you're at that age, it's like I'm either going to be famous in the world, successful in the world, or I'm going to be famous in the hood and successful in the hood. And a lot of times, you know, people people fall into that cycle, you know, get caught up in the penal system, get caught up in the in the street life and the gang life putting their life mm-hmm. on the line over nothing. You know, I can remember one of my closest homies, um, 
been been boys since we was single digits. We were little kids. Um, I remember when I had to step away from him because I started, I wasn't so angry so more at the world. And I calmed down and, and I relaxed. And I started evaluating again what is important. What can, what what's for now, what's for later, you know. And at the end of the day, streets is always going to be there. So it, it, I would advise any young and exhaust every resource you can before you fall into that because it's always going to be there. And I can remember asking him, you know, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Like, what do you want to do with yourself at this point? Because exactly. he had been fucking up, fucking up, fucking up, falling into a cycle of bullshit. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to be? This nigga told me he want to be a street legend. I'm like, okay, you want to be a street legend. So you want to be a nigga that get killed and niggas say your name and wear your t-shirt for like two summers. And he said, yeah, that's what I want to be. And I left and that nigga alone. I left that nigga alone. Yeah, he understood that. He understood that it was only going to happen for like two summers. He understood that. And I was like, okay, okay, that's what you want to be? Yeah, I want to be that. So I'm, I'm going to go this way. You go that way. I love you from a distance. If you ever want to get about this bullshit, holler at me. I'll do what I can exactly. to help you, but I can't be next to you. Because if you're that stupid, you're doing this stupid shit. I, I can't be next to you, so I'm going to catch collateral damage. So, yeah. And some people I look at, and I it breaks my heart because you have the potential to be whatever. Like, you have the potential to be so much more than this street shit. Like, you do. And you choose. Like, sometimes I know it's not a choice, but it's like, you choose it. Your streets don't choose you. You choose to be in the streets. And, like, there's some niggas out here that they got to do it, you know what I'm saying? But there's so much, there's so many other avenues, you know what I'm saying? Like, some one of my homies, they was like, well, I got felonies. I said, okay, let's get you a business license. Mm-hmm. There's still plenty of ways to get it. Everything. If you got a felony, you, you can get into construction. You, you can get into construction. You can get into investing. You can get into real estate. You can get into wholesale real estate. You know, there, there's many ways to make a dollar. It's just we get taught that there's only a few ways, you know, in our communities. But exactly. there's many ways out here to go get it. You can be a truck driver. There's many ways out here to go in and get it. Anyway. You just got to go get it. Go get your CDLs. Yeah, go get it. Stop bullshitting. You know? And I think, that's what, I think that's where the disconnect is with it. It's like instead of making excuses of what you can't do, get out there and do what you can. Mm-hmm. Like, it's stuff out here for you. It's just, are you willing to? Are you willing to sit down for a second Man. to put the work in to do it? And that's what we were talking about earlier with one of my cousins. Um, they were just like, you know, nobody wants to sit down and put the work in. They mm-hmm. want it because everything is such a microwave. This is such a microwave society. Mm-hmm. You, going, you know, you post a video, instant fame. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like, what happens to putting the work in, laying down that foundation, having something that's yours and that, that you built? And that you grind it for, you don't want to grind for this shit. So it's like, what's the point? You want to get out here and get it quick, and then you go and get it quick. The next thing you know, you broke a few hours later because mm-hmm. you want to party and 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 run up a check with your boys and show that you got it. Like mm-hmm. this is the most flexing. Like we flex so much. I want to. I, I I want to. I want everybody to know I got it. Mm-hmm. No, I want nobody to know I got it. Your money you get fast gets spent fast. You know, I don't want nobody to know I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to live comfortably. I want to be able to 
have something for me and my family, leave something for my daughter. That's it. Like I, I don't want. I don't need all that. Like I know I, you know, I indulge in nice things because I work hard to get those nice things, and mm-hmm. I don't. If if I, if I'm like, oh, that that costs too much. I'm not buying it. Like, okay, cool. I'll wait for it to go on sale. Then you know, wait for like it sale sometimes you gotta make those decisions. I was like, Bill Gates. Wait so, for it to go on sale, or just wait for. Man. Wait until you're in a position. <laughs> wait until you're in a position <laughs> to afford it. You know, instead of spending that money on 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 a luxury item, invest that money exactly. into something. Find a way to make that money work for you, in a clean way that don't involve you risking. You know, having to spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand on 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 a on a homicide. That's not gonna have you yeah. risking spending fifteen thousand on a robbery, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. You know, there's many ways to go ahead, especially today where you could flip currencies on the phone. Like I got I got a trading app and I had put in um I had put in like eighty dollars in a stock over the course of the last couple months. Just a couple dollars here and there. And over the course of a day, that $80 had made me an additional $250. You know, mm-hmm. just just from, you know, how everything was moving. So there, there's there's ways to make money. There's ways to invest. You could get you, you know, uh, you can license out to get you a little cleaning business, you know, where it'll help you get contracts to clean the office. You know, it don't cost too much money, maybe $1,500, two grand. You know, to, to to get a franchise into that don't cost too much. So many ways that exactly. go go ahead and, and get a dollar out here. And like you said, instead of making the excuses for what you can't do, go ahead and find out what you can do and do that shit. Because even me, I don't got no felonies. And I can still tell you a thousand one things I can't do today. But there's exactly. still a thousand and one things I can do today. And I do those until I can do what I thought I couldn't. Right. So, that being said, let's um, let's switch. Let's let's get on something a little bit, little little, little bit ignorant. Or maybe not that ignorant. Well, hmm. Let's um. Well, actually, I want to ask you get another woman's perspective. This was a question I had asked earlier this week. Um, I had got one young lady's response on it. She has some experience in it. What do you think, um, why do you think so many women are okay with messing with married men? I'm not saying you are. Maybe you have. If you have, that would be great for you to give us our insight. Um, but I'm sure you know at least one or two homegirls or just associates that may have messed with a married man because it's, it's common practice. Happens yeah. a lot. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never messed with a married man. To me, marriage is sacred. You know, that's the bond. That's a vow between a man and a woman and God. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, I'm not coming in between it. You know, so for me, I feel like some women, they do it because there's no commitment. I don't have to commit to this situation. Mm-hmm. But then some women, they get attached to the situation. And then it's like, you know, you know, the guy make promise to make all these different changes and stuff. And it's like you wanna you you don't want the commitment of being in a relationship, but you wanna feel something. Mm-hmm. And you know that you can send him home. 
But you could do that with a single nigga too, though. Like I, I don't get that because, like, me, I've, you know, I wasn't always the, the consummate gentleman and stellar young man that I am today. Mm-hmm. Excuse me for the background noise. I'm pulling, pouring me up some soda. I'm not going to get um as inebriated as I was last week. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've had a girl that I dealt with. You know, wasn't like every day we was together. It would be on and off. Sometimes we would stop talking for a while. Um, but I had dealt with her like for like five years. It was like it was a long time. I don't know how. I don't know exactly how long it was, but it was like a very long time. And we always just like just kept it casual. You know, yeah. there, there wasn't that that commitment issue or anything like that. Communication was great. Uh, she didn't care about what I did. I didn't care about what she did. Like, it was good. You know, it was bad regular. And we had love for each other. It was just like, this is what we're doing. It was, I understand, this is what we're doing. Is it really that hard finding that? It is. For real? Because I, I'm going to tell you like this. It is. Because as women, we, you know what I'm saying, I've had a situation that was very casual. Um, this dude, you know, when, it was like, when and what time? You know, we go out, we have fun, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But we weren't in a relationship. It was just, you know, when we get together, we get together. When we don't, we don't. You know, we did stuff together. We we party together. We, you know, when it, it, that's just what it was. Like, when we wasn't messing around, we wasn't messing around. Mm-hmm. And it was casual. But nowadays, it's like, you know, dudes are like, well, I want to be single. And they want to have casual sex. But mm-hmm. it's like, you want to do it, like, four months down the line. Like, nah, like, you got to have some type of consistency with it. So it's like, you want us to be, you know, casual and all this stuff, but it's like, you don't hold up your end of the bargain. So most most guys don't hold up their end of the bargain. Hold on, so what you mean they're not holding like, up their end of the bargain? That shit be hard to find. Hold on, what, what you mean they're not holding up their end of the bargain? What you mean? Like, okay, so if we're having casual sex, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have to wait two, three months to have sex with you. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, and that's what most, I mean, most, most of the experience that I've experienced since I've been here, like, I never had that experience in Georgia when I, before I moved. It's just being here. Pittsburgh mm. is a little bit different, you know? No, Pittsburgh. Like, you wait <laughs> I don't know. Don't put down on Pittsburgh niggas. I'm a Pittsburgh. I'm don't put down. Say, okay, I'll take some of them. The niggas you dealt with. The niggas you've experienced. Yeah, and I'll just say the niggas, the niggas that I've I've engaged with. Okay. Um, and it and then it was different type of niggas, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like a set, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a nigga that was grown as shit, and it was just like, I'll, I'll hit you up when I'm ready, and then and I'm like, what? Like, all right, that's that situation's good. Like, I don't even I don't even want to do that. And then it'd be like, okay, so you want to kick it? You want to chill? Like, what's up? And it'd just be like, oh nah nah, and then you end up. Maybe months, a month later, hitting me up like, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, what you stuff for, like, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, like for me, it's different. Like mm-hmm. it needs to be a little more consistent. If it's casual, it's casual. So every couple of weeks, if I decide I want to knock it out the park with you, I expect for that to happen. Like especially if it's casual sex, and then some sometimes females be like, yeah, I want to have casual sex, and then fall in love. Well, that's that that that's because you took the condom. That's why you got. That's why you're supposed to keep a condom on. That's why. That's when that. That's when it gets sticky. 
Because like I said, the, the girl I had, we was casual with. We was casual for many years. And we didn't really stop rocking mm-hmm. with each other until the condom came off. Like, the sex was amazing. She loved it. I loved it. It was all good. And then the condom came off, and it all got better. But then emotions start getting involved. And it's because you take the condom off. The condom is to protect not only from uh, unexpected pregnancy and STDs and STIs, but it's also to protect your emotions and your feelings, you know, from getting too involved. So keep the condom on, pound cake, and you won't have them problems. I don't know, because, I mean, it just depends on the situation. Really think about it. You know, you, you don't got to answer right now, but I just want you to think this is a this is a life jewel that you can take and pass on, you know, to your homegirls, your nieces, your cousins, uh, your daughter whenever she becomes of age, um, grandbabies when they become of age. You know, mm-hmm. if if you just want to have something casual, you know, no 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 hard strings attached. Make sure protection is used because once that condom comes off, regardless of what y'all say it is, it's a little deeper than that. It's a little deeper than that. Now, as far as um, why they um, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying with that. I I can honestly. Yeah, because the guy that I did have the casual sex with, like that's I think that's why we were able to keep it going that long. But I mean, it, it was times where it was like we didn't, we didn't have protection. But it never, but it was just the understanding of knowing like this is casual, and I mean, we just I it never, I don't know, like I I, I never got my feelings involved because I knew like this is what it is, mm-hmm. but then. You know, I have a situation where it's supposed to be, it was supposed to be casual and it turned into something totally different. But I feel like it was like that way before it even got to the point that we were intimate. Like, we were intimate before we had sex. So well, it was yeah. like... Yeah, it can certainly happen beforehand. Mm-hmm. It can certainly happen beforehand. What I'm saying is it is 99.99% that if you take the condom off, unless y'all are looking for a relationship together, it's going to get complicated, and it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Keep keep that yeah. condom on. Keep that keep that Jimmy hat on. <laughs> and um, as far as the, the the other guys, you said hitting you up every couple of months. I don't know. Maybe maybe you need to work on your kegels, or maybe you just need to um. You know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, no woman should deal with a man that's not willing to um, put uh, caramel syrup on her buttocks, you know, and, and, and oh chocolate goodness. syrup on her toes. <laughs> so you may need to, um, you may need to find better suitors, you know. Like, it just, and then, and then, and then also it'd be me too, because I'm very, like, it like I'm I'm different, so it just be like if if I'm not feeling like I don't know if I'm not feeling the vibe, like I like I said I'm very much single, so I'm free to do what I please. It's just I'm just very I, I'm personal, and it's like I like to be nasty. I like it's certain shit I like to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, casual sex just doesn't exist anymore for me because it's like I've gotten past that point. Like I'm not no little little girl no more like mm-hmm. it's certain shit I want done it's certain shit I want to do and you can't do that with everybody 
No, you can't do everybody. You can find you one person you can do that with. Definitely can't do everything with everybody. I just be chilling. I just be like, I'm just chill till I find that nigga that I really can fuck with, fuck with like that. Like, that's really gonna actually put in the work to be with me. Mm-hmm. Then I can so let my hair down and. Let's do something. Let's do something similar to um what I did on the last episode with foreplay. So, on the last episode with foreplay, when we were closing out, we ain't close. We're not closing out right now, but mm-hmm. I had asked him. You know what? What was his stipulations? Um, for him to um engorge in a woman's um buttocks, and um he oh, gave his stipulations as to what he was looking for in a woman. As well as to what he had to offer, so I'm not sure as to as to what you are incurring, um, that you're looking to do, but what what requirements are you looking for in a man to um you know fully, um indulge in whatever it is that you're looking to indulge in, and uh, what do you have to offer uh, that gentleman? Um, I guess what I'm looking for is just loyalty you know what i'm saying i want to know that that you're mine you know what i'm saying like you're not messing with nobody else you're not dealing with nobody else like i want to i want that reassurance that i'm enough Mm -hmm. um you know what i'm saying and then just the loyalty the honesty the open communication because i like i'm the type of person i want if there's a problem there's an issue let's talk about it like and i'm not one of those we can talk about it like we can talk about it later like i don't want the sun to go up and we're arguing and fussing and we're mad. Like, let's 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 get this issue straightened out. Hold on. Can, can, um, can I hold up? I, I'm going to cut you off, but I do need to cut you off right there. Um, Here's what I will say to that point, because I've dealt with a woman that was like that. And she wanted it handled right then and there all the time. And that's not just, that's not always available. Um, Especially... Because a lot of time, you got to be really, a lot of time, y'all be tripping on us over nothing. And especially mm-hmm. if y'all doing it repeatedly, it's like, dog, just shut the hell up. Leave me the hell alone. Like, you're on some mm-hmm. nut shit. I need a break from you before I can even communicate anything. So a lot of times yeah. you, you know, I, I get the, oh, you know, I, I don't want us to go to sleep mad at each other because life is too short. Yeah, that, that shit sounds sweet and everything. But in, in real life and in, in real practice, you need to give each other space sometimes. Like, it's not always, like, we don't always need to fix this shit right now. Like, because a lot of times we just need to go to bed and we ain't, we ain't, we, it was, no, it was over nothing. Like, it started over nothing. So a lot of times it's not even anything to address. It's like, okay, I was tripping, you know, I should have been listening to you or you was tripping. You should have been listening to me. Or we was both just, we were both communicating wrong. Or there was there was a miscommunication somewhere. We we just weren't, you know, exactly. on the same wave, wavelength. So, like, trust me, I get it. I get it. I get it so much because, like, I, I dealt with that. And that was a big thing. And I was able to provide that early on. But after after countless arguments over nothing at all in, in the sky, it's like, dog, Leave me the hell alone. Like, you're not going to get any resolve from me right now. Like, I, you just need to leave yeah. me the hell alone because you even coming at me about something and I know I haven't done a damn thing. 
it's just throwing me all the way off. Like you're not able to get anything out of me. So I will say that just keep, keep that in mind. You know, I understand you feel that way, but sometimes you need a cool off period. They need a cool off period. Y'all both need one. It's not always time to address it right away. You know, a lot of times that causes, that causes problems Mm -hmm. trying to do that. So I just wanted to, um, sorry for cutting you off. I just wanted to interject that. Cause I do know a lot of a lot of people feel that way. That's that's one of my that's one of my flaws. Cause I'm I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Like, I, like I'm the that's that's just how I am. Like, look, I cause I'm the type of person. Tomorrow, I don't want to hear about this. Shit. Like, I don't want to hear about. It. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I am. Like that shit happened yesterday. That's in the past. We we can move forward. And it's just like if you didn't want to resolve it yesterday, then it don't got no problem today. Okay, but that's so. just how my mind thinks. Like you're not about to get this whole situation wrapped up again. You know, like, nah, all right, I'm at the bed, chill, give me the time. Fine, okay. don't bring it up to me because I don't, don't want to talk about it at this point. Okay. And well, I know that's that's like a hard, like, that's a hard place to be. Yeah, that that's being challenged because on the same, on the same strength, it's like, let's say that, let's say we talk about me and you, right? You coming to me on some bullshit. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I done had a long day. I'm trying to go to bed. You don't want to leave me alone. You're like, oh, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. We need to blah, 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 blah. Right? And then the next day, you talking about, oh, well, you ain't want to talk about last night. I want to talk about it. Blah, 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 blah. And whenever you came at them, they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't do anything. You were just feeling away in that moment. So now you're trying to treat them as if they've done something wrong. Whenever your actions were being inappropriate or being uncalled for, right? But that's not always the situation. No, it's not always the situation. I'm just saying in that situation because yeah, I've experienced that, that a lot. Because I, I don't do wrong by I'm, women. I'm one. Like I own my shit. When I fuck up, I like I own my shit. Like I'll come and I got to let me get this right because that's what my mom taught us. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like if I know I fucked up, I'm like, all right. So this nigga is sweet. I'm gonna cook breakfast real quick because I know I act up. I'm I'm cool. I don't know if he's gonna be ready to talk. Like so, I, I, it's not that type of situation. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I am the type. Like I am understanding, but I'm the type of woman I can't be understanding if you're not talking to me. If if you're telling like if you got something going on, I could be more understanding. You don't gotta tell me the details of what you got going on. Just let me know, like. I'm going through some shit, Patrice, and I just need some time. Okay, I'll give you your time and your space. Okay. But when I don't know what's going on, and I might ask a question and or ask about something, and you fly off the handle or you feel some type of way, like I'm supposed to know what's going on, then, yeah, I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, communication kills all of that, you know? And then sometimes I feel like as men... They feel like y'all could carry the like y'all carry y'all burdens on y'all own. And it's just like when you got somebody in your corner that's there for you and and supporting you, like sometimes you gotta shift, you know, you gotta shift some of that weight onto somebody else that's gonna help you carry you. Well like you can't do everything by yourself. Well, the reason why we don't do that is because whenever we do, it gets thrown in our face. Like if we tell you something vulnerable about us, the moment y'all mm-hmm. mad over nothing, y'all just try to Y'all try to cut deep because cause y'all know y'all can't, y'all can't really hurt us physically. So y'all just try to mm-hmm. say the most reckless, 
crazy shit that we we've ever told y'all about us or anything. Y'all just try to say something crazy to cut deep, right? So we do that. You know, like, okay, you know, she seems so different. She seems to understand that I can talk to her about anything. Maybe let me tell you, maybe let, maybe let her tell, maybe let me tell her something about me that puts me in a vulnerable position. We do that. It gets thrown in our face. I'm like, damn, I can't tell this bitch nothing. I can't tell nobody enough. Yeah. I tell my boys something. Well, we will tell our boys because we know our boys are just clowning us just to help us, you know, ease through the pain, you know, help loosen the burden. But a lot of times there's, there's stuff that we don't even want to tell them, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and we hope that we can tell our life partner, but a lot of times we don't feel we can because we tell them one thing that's, you know, slightly putting us in a vulnerable state and that gets thrown in our face the minute that our phone rings when we laid up watching the movie. You're like, who the fuck is that bitch? Oh, yeah, you cheap motherfucker. That's why. Da-da-da-da-da. da 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 And it's like, bitch, that's my mom. She asking me, am I going to my sister's birthday party next week? What the fuck are you on? Like, you need to relax. You need to relax. So, I don't know how we got to that point, but since you were displaying your flaw, let me let me tell you something about my flaw. Let, let me tell you what my it's it's a great tool I have, but it's also a great flaw I have. And I am aware of it. I try to work on it, but it's very hard for me. And I want to I want to get your perspective on it. Okay. So me myself, I'm somebody who is like very much so even keel. I never get too mad. I never get too happy. I'm always just chilling. No matter what happens. Like, I'm always just chilling. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't get too mad because I'm, I'm happy to be alive. And I don't get too happy because shit can always go sideways. It can always go left at the drop of a dime. So I'm always just staying chill, calm, cool, collective, so I can make smart decisions. Right? And I always put uh, reason before any emotions that I, that may be bubbling up in me so that I can know I'm making a smart choice. Now, that's where it also becomes a great flaw when dealing with women. You know, women, y'all are a lot more driven by emotion. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times y'all may just be feeling a way about something and y'all know the way y'all feeling is wrong but that feeling that y'all have is still real and it's still fucking y'all up in the moment. And with me being somebody who's so based on logic, I'm like, okay, I, I get that you're feeling away, but it's not that. So why don't you stop feeling that way? And that's a big flaw. I, I'm, I don't know how to be very empathetic to somebody who's being very emotionally and irrational whenever I can mm. see the logic behind something. So that that, be, that creates a big um, barrier of communication whenever I'm dealing with women. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So yeah, what, cause for, what for is your woman's I, insight for, on that? For, I can, for us, I can see, because that shit drive me crazy. Like, I'd be like, fuck. Because... I guess for women, it's like we need validation in how we feel. We need y'all to validate. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, 
the way that we the way that we feel, even though it may not everything some things may appear to be certain type of way. You know, as far as what us as a female, because we are females, like certain shit that other females do, we pick up on it because we're female. And then mm-hmm. and, and you might be like, it's nothing, but we know it's more than that. You know what I'm saying? Only because we're females and we know if we was in that in, in that predicament, what our thought process would be. So a lot of times it'd be like, you know, it might not be what it is, but it might appear to be that. And even though it's not that, I want you to validate those feelings that I'm feeling because I don't want it to turn into an insecurity. Okay. So by me not quote unquote validate, I'm not, I'm still unsure how to validate, you know, irrational feelings. So by by me not validating those feelings, that how does that create an insecurity? Because now we feel like you don't care about how we feel, regardless. Okay. If, and and and, that, and now and it sounds crazy, but I'm being I'm being completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Because like that's how I, that's how we feel. Like like you're not because I I've been in situations where I'm like you're not understand where I'm coming from. Like you're not, and I've had niggas be like you crazy. Like you crazy. I'm like. I'm not like I, I'm really not like I understand what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like it might just be I just need a hug and everything's gonna be okay, like whatever. But it's I don't know. Like females are drafted different. Okay, so and I'm a very emotional female, so it's like some days you might catch me on a day where I'd be like I don't even know I don't know what's wrong today. I don't, but something's wrong. I don't even know what's wrong with me today, but. When I figure it out, I will let you know. Just leave me alone for a little bit. But y'all don't really want to be left alone. We don't. We don't. Y'all say leave me alone, but y'all really want us to bother you. But then y'all, y'all don't want to be bothered with us. So then when we give y'all y'all space, well, why the fuck you giving me your space? Why don't you Why don't you just read what the fuck was going on in my mind? Even though I didn't know what was going on, why don't you know what was going on? Right. And that that is true. That is very true. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And 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 again, I, like I, I get I, it. Like I'll hit somebody and be like, I like, I hit my people and be like, I ain't heard from you all day. Like I texted you earlier. I ain't heard from you all day. Like, what's what's up? And then like today, like I ain't talked to nobody all day. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I ain't called nobody. I ain't answered my phone all day. Not because I was mad at anybody, but just because I needed to disconnect from everything like this is the first time that i've really talked to anybody like when you messaged about the podcast i'm like shit i ain't been doing shit all day yeah i'm down you know what i'm saying whatever but that was the first time i had spoken with somebody all day and it's like that's not normal for me i got missed calls and you know what's crazy you know what's crazy that is that's the complete opposite with me my peace my peace of mind like Nothing makes me happier than going an entire day without literally saying a word. Like oh literally not God. speaking to anybody on like whenever I go to the to the um like the most I might want to say is, you know, I'm having a good day or how was your day? You know, when checking out getting me a, a Kit Kat at the at the gas station. Other than that, I don't want to speak to a soul. And that makes me so happy. That makes me so at peace. Like, it's really work for me to talk to people. It's work. To any capacity. Mm-hmm. 
and and again, I know it's a flaw. It's a flaw, but you know, I I believe people are just wired the way they are, and I try to, I try to be more empathetic to irrational emotions, but the lot the the my mind is just so like ingrained. Yeah, my mind's just so ingrained in logic. It's just like at this point, I'm just saying I feel where you're coming from just to say it because like I really don't feel where you're coming from because you exactly. you sound crazy right now. <laughs> but I try to be patient, you know. I try to be patient because I love women, you know, and, and I want I want to be better at it. But you know, the creator's still working on me. He ain't done with me yet. up too much about um pound cake because all of y'all are crazy i have sat and listened to women talk to each other and they say a bunch of nothing but like y'all be like yeah bitch yeah yeah preach and y'all don't be saying nothing y'all don't be saying nothing at all and i'll be like this shit is bananas like they communicate into each other like they wired together but they're not saying anything that makes sense like this is amazing. Like this needs to get caught on film. Like this needs to be released. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's why I just I don't know. Cause I like the conversation that I had with my uh, my cousin and my aunt this this morning. It was just like she was like you different. I was like I don't really like I don't get to say too much. Like I'm with my girls. I'm with my girls. Like mm-hmm. it's different. But like when I'm sitting around with my homies and we're sitting and we're chopping up and we're talking. I like that like subject matter to talk about. That's why I'm like, I, I like the podcast. I like being on a podcast because it gives you something to think about. It gives you something to talk about. And then you get you, you get everybody's views on certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody don't everybody's not wired the same like you said. So yeah. it's like you get to see it from, you know, a single mom's perspective, you know, a woman's perspective. Uh, a guy's perspective, you know, because like uh, y'all, y'all are younger than me, so to hear some of the stuff that I hear y'all say, it'd be like, damn, like they going through the same shit I've been going through. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. age ain't shit, but a number. But at the same time, it'd be like it's good to see how y'all view things, and then some of the stuff I apply it, and you know, I'd be like, okay, now I see what motherfuckers be talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I just be like, nah, I ain't gonna buy that. Like, that's crazy. But it's good to hear different aspects of different conversations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all, hey, we all on this marble together. We all need to help each other out. You know, mm-hmm. don't none of us got this shit figured out, the shit we call life. We all just rolling and dicing, hoping we, hoping we hit. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I, I ask you this. So, actually, no. You never finished off. So, you were saying, what What were your requirements? You were looking for a guy. 
in order for him, for you to engage and indulge in whatever it is you were looking to indulge in with them. You were saying loyalty, and then um, you were saying, um, you know, you want to address things right away, and I cut you off after that. Um, communication, um, just, and then, like, it had to be a vibe, like, it gotta be, the chemistry got to be there, you know what I'm saying? It can't just be, I don't know, like, it gotta be a flow, it gotta be an instinct type thing, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a hard, like, I'm I'm a hard person to crack me, like, because I'm mean as shit, like, that's just point blank period. So you're not gonna come to me and be like, yeah, like, you gotta really break down my defenses in order for me because I don't trust nobody. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I'm looking at everybody sideways, you know, so it's like you really gotta come with something that ain't nobody else coming with. For real. Something that's different. Something that's going to intrigue my interest because I could want to mess with somebody and just not do it because it's just like, for what? If there is somebody that I did want to mess with, but I just, I was, in my mind, I was like, I would never. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. Why not? And I, like, I ain't doing that. So it's like, you know, for me, that's how it has to be. And then what I bring to the table, um, you know, I bring, like, I'm honest. I'm brutally honest at times, which is one of my biggest downfalls because I, I tell on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, just the solidness. If I say I got your back, I got your back. Everything that I say, I stand on. Um, so I'm one of those. I'm not one of those that's going to say, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna do that," and then not be there to do it. Uh-huh. Um, I bring loyalty. My loyalty never fails. If I'm loyal, I, I like I bring that. Um, let me see. And I'm fun. Like, I like to have fun. Okay, what type like, of fun do you like to have? Because everybody's definition of fun is different. I mean, I like to have, I like to have all kinds of fun. You know, there, like I said, there's a time and a place for everything. So I'm one of those. I can have ratchet fun mm-hmm. with my ratchet friends. And then I can have good, clean fun where we go bowling and we enjoy ourselves. We might have a few drinks and we have fun. Like I, it just it depends on where we're at and what we're doing at the time. I'm one of those. I'm a uh, like I'm I'm a chameleon. I blend in with my surroundings. So it's like if we're somewhere and it's an upscale place, I know we can't be in here acting right like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I have different friends for different things. It's certain things that I won't invite some of my other friends to. Like my ratchet friends, they don't come everywhere I go. So when I want to do ratchet shit with my ratchet friends, we do ratchet shit. But when I want to go do some upscale shit and I know that this is a nice place, I would say you don't get to invite the guests because you don't know how to act. Well, with being from the South, have you ever wrestled an alligator? Is that fun? Oh, I ain't fooling with that. You fooling with that? <laughs> okay. I mean, it sounds like so I'll watch somebody do it. You, watch somebody do it. <laughs> you ain't going to hop in the pit? Nah. Um, uh-huh. for the first time I got on a roller coaster. I'm not thrilled. For the first so time? Well, hold up. What do you mean for, when was this for the first time? Oh my gosh. It was like, like, I was, I turned 30. You turned, you didn't get on a roller coaster till you was 30 years old? Like, yeah, because that's just one of my things. Okay. I mean, hey. 
Floyd. I was I used to be scared of heights. I ain't gonna say you see. I I still am scared of heights, but I just don't let my I just don't let my fear. Like I don't like heights. That's the thing. I don't like heights. Yeah, I'm gonna say I just don't let the fear to feed me no more. I don't feel like I should be up here this high in this little thing. (laughs) I just feel like I'm gonna die. Yeah, when I whenever I turn, but I did it. You know, I, I did it. After I graduated high school, I made sure I rode every roller coaster, every big ride at the amusement park here. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh. See, Only amusement park here is Kennywood. So it was like, come on, you ain't working 365 days a year. I had a job already when I graduated, and mm-hmm. I was just working because I started working before I graduated high school. I was in a mentorship program, an internship program. When I would leave, I had like four classes, and then I would leave after my four classes and go to work. So it was just like I worked. So it was just like on the weekends and stuff while my friends out having fun and stuff, I worked. So it was like you wasn't I wasn't working three hundred and sixty five days a year. Your ass could have took your ass to go get on a damn roller coaster. Yeah, but, but like I said, I ain't no thrill seeker. So that's not my thing. <laughs> I thought y'all was but supposed I to be fly, tough. Like, and, 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 and that's the crazy part. I hate flying, but I'd rather fly than drop. Um Yeah. I thought but flying I, was going to be scary we until I younger, did it. So. I thought flying was going to be scary until I did it. I had um flew out to the West Coast over the course of this last, well, not this summer, but summer in 2020, I had took a trip to the West Coast to go see my brother. And uh, that was lit. Uh, I definitely couldn't, couldn't do that drive. That drive was like two, three days or something like that to get there. Versus the flight was like, five hours in total no it was six hours in total uh we had flew out there i think that was five hours to get to seattle and then it was like another hour flight or no it was it was like a 30 minute layover and then another 30 minute flight up to oregon or down to oregon or whatever yeah flying is flying is lit definitely if you want to travel uh don't be scared it's it's a little nervous it's a little nerve-wracking Taking off and landing, but you'll be okay. Yeah, like once you take off and you get in the air, you good. And once you land, you be yeah. good. Yeah, my daughter, she loves it. She we flew for the first she flew for the first time like uh Erica when we um went to Georgia to visit uh after our first year of being here. And she like she was so game, she was so excited. I'm like, I'm sitting there like I'm terrified right now. <laughs> like, I really don't want to do this, but I don't want to drive. Like I it's too long but the fact that she was so adamant about it and we've been flying since we were kids so it was like I know I could do it but I just don't want to do it but I don't want to drive so let's do it yeah so I mean that's probably what like I like to do a lot of stuff I like like, I like the part I like the party but I do like to do um just regular stuff like how it used to be back in the day where all the family get together, you throw food on the grill. Like I like to do that with my friends, the kids. I'll run and play. We have water battles, and you know, just fun shit. Then I like to take trips, group trips. You know, let's go rent a beach house somewhere and go have fun. You know, I like to do stuff like that. We should and go like, get um. We should go get some um, small the small water guns, not the big ones, but the small ones you can get like the dollar store. And we should um have oh a God. have a water gun fight, but all the water guns is filled with douce. Filled with what? Douce. <laughs> oh my God. No, or whatever no, your man. beverage of choice is. 
And whoever get hit up, get hit up. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause you was scared. The last time we um we had did one of them little group get togethers, you was drinking what ginger ale on the rocks. No, that's not ass. what I was drinking. <laughs> you was drinking ginger ale cranberry juice on the rocks with your pinky out. Mad disrespectful. I was not drinking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would let I drinking that last day. You was oh, drinking no, ginger ale and cranberry juice on the rocks with your pinky out. Nah, that ain't even my thought. Well, no, ginger ale is my go-to for anything. Mm-hmm. But not because I knew what what the punch was because I mixed it, so I, mm-hmm. I knew not to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> if I mix a drink, you see, you'll see me drink it. I wouldn't drink it. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink no punches. I drink whiskey. I'll drink a whiskey and Coke. Uh, whiskey and ginger ale, or whiskey straight, whiskey on ice. I'll drink tequila. Tequila, my joint too, but tequila. I like tequila. So I yeah, put to, tequila. To, like tequila brings something out me as a as a single man, not looking into to get into a relationship anytime soon. I don't need to be drinking tequila. It's not going to be good, good for me and what I'm trying to do in my life in this moment. Hmm. So, I wanted to ask the fellas, but the fellas ain't here. So I asked you, um, what? How, how long? How long would you, and how long have you ever waited for some um, intercourse? Man, <laughs> okay. So let me see. It's about eight months. Longest you ever waited was eight months. Well, yeah. Well, it wasn't me waiting. Well, the longest the the longest wait period was eight months. Longest wait period I was eight months. And gave it up before you gave up it was the. Like, all right, at this point, <laughs> you didn't waited this long. I might as well just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. About eight months. Yeah, at that point, you owe a nigga. You you owe him eight months. And it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It was just situations okay. and things that were going on at the time preventing me from wanting to do it and then it was like I could do it this way but then this motherfucker gonna look at me this way mm-hmm. nah I'm just why you caring how other people looking at you why you caring about how other people looking at you as a grown woman it wasn't how it wasn't how he would look at me it was how I was looking at myself you know what I'm saying cause like I, w- I wouldn't have been true to myself do what if the I hell you like want to do. You would be so um mixed up with how other people are gonna look at them. Do what you want to do. So eight months. Do you think you could wait any longer? Yeah, I could. You could. Okay. How long? What's the longest you think you could wait? And by yeah, I could I wait is nobody else. Is filling in that slot, you know, the oven door is shut, and you you just waiting on this one individual to come through and bless you. What's the longest you think you can wait? I've I've done it for a year. A that was year? the longest I've ever done for a you year. You just said eight months, so you be lying. See, women be lying. You no, just I'm said saying eight months, like, not a year. 
listen, for some for me to give the give away uh-huh. for somebody who's trying to get it, yeah. This last recent encounter, it was eight months. But I have went without sex for almost a year. Gotcha. And it was like the person that I was messing with, we just stopped. Like we just stopped. And it was like, even though I could, like I, I had options to do things, it was just I just didn't want to. But I wasn't waiting to do like I, nobody. I had nobody come at me and be like, "Yo, I'm interested in you, so let's do this." Like, no, it was just like the person I was messing with. We just went through a rough patch and we just separated for a year. So whenever you do the waiting game, um, do it end up being worth it? Like, does um, does does the person that that you've been waiting with or they've been waiting on you, whatever the case may be, do they really um, you know? Rock your world, you know, knock your wig loose, bake your biscuits. Well worth it. It was well worth it. Yeah, the weight was worth it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I ain't waiting on that. That's too damn long. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. That's a long eight months. That don't really sound long. Just to me, that sound long. I don't know. I haven't waited that long since I was like in high school. I haven't waited that long. That's a long time. And I don't think it was. I I don't know. I guess because it was just that. Like I like I in my mind I kept telling myself I was like I'm like when I seen this person, I was like this shit is gonna this ain't gonna end well. <laughs> like either we gonna mesh together or I'm gonna keep. <laughs> We just go fuck each other's world up, man. It was just like fuck you, what? you had the intentions of either of fucking somebody's world up. What? What's going on over there, beloved? Like, yeah, maybe it was like I'm telling you. I what does that mean? Baby, I be having a look. I gotta talk my own self off the ledge some days. Like some days, I got to be like, look, see. What's going on, on beloved? <laughs> what, 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 what demons you battling? What's going on? Huh? What demons you battling? What's going on? This is a safe space. We live our truths here. I'm not battling no demons. It just be, you know, like, I be, in, I don't know. Like, I just, like I said, I'm crazy as shit. So I, like, I don't know. I just think differently. And it's just like, I'm a type, I'm a type of person, like, don't hurt me. Because I, would, I wouldn't do the type of stuff that, um, some of the stuff that I've had done to me, from friends or people who call themselves my friends, it's like I would never do this stuff to you. Like I'm a very, like, I'm, 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 I'm very emotional. I'm very protective of the people that I, you know, consider my friends. And it takes me a long time to consider anybody to be a friend because I just don't fuck with people like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes I have to remind myself that not everybody is going to be as loyal as you're going to be. Not everybody is going to, you know, do everything how you do it. Nobody's, not everybody's going to be as solid as you are as a friend. So you ha- you can't allow, because I'm one of those, I react. Like, I go from zero to ten, and it just, but when I react, like, I'm knocking everything up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're going to feel where I'm coming from. And that's just it, and it's just because it takes me so long to get to that point. Like, I'll, I'll let stuff slide. I won't speak on certain things. And then I get to that point where it's just like, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking about all the shit 
that I've let slide and then it's just like, boom, it's a bomb. So I'm learning, like what I've learned is when stuff happens or when I'm not feeling something, I've learned to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, let me get this off my chest real quick, whether you want to hear it or not. Like, well, if you don't want to hear it right now, I'm okay, cool, let me know. But we need to talk. And I get off what I got to say. You know, you don't got to respond. You don't got to say nothing now. Whenever you're ready, I'm here to talk. But this is how I feel. Yeah. You got to nip that shit in the bug and handle. I don't necessarily got to be handled right then and there, but whatever internal conflicts you're having, you know, you definitely want to get those nipped in the bud as soon as possible. Because um, a lot of times, just saying what you're feeling is enough. You know, a lot of times you'll fix the problem for yourself because it don't really be, because a lot of times it don't even really be a problem. It just be the way you're thinking about it. And then whenever you're, you know, verbally expressing your thoughts, you start piecing the puzzle together and figuring shit out yourself. Exactly. So a lot of times you just need to say it, you know. Say it to somebody who has something invested in this too. You know, not just anybody. So, uh, answer the question. You got any questions we wanna you wanna address before we close this out with our final question? I don't know. I don't really have anything. All right, all right. Normally, I come hard with the questions, but I guess because today I was really just I don't know. Like I just really needed that relaxation. You know, I work long hours and then I gotta get home and you know, my mom so I gotta like my days are so long today was like the first day that I could actually just relax okay so instead of hitting you off with this heavy when I hit you off with something lighter that I think will actually be a lot more um useful for a mass audience okay so the question I okay. posed to you is um I word this right. So, what advice would you give somebody who they're dealing with somebody, and the person that they're dealing with is constantly uh, reassuring that person that they don't want to be with them. However, the the person is, you know, ignoring those signs and ignoring. The reassurance that that person is giving them because they don't want to believe it because they're infatuated with that person or they they think they love them or they do love them or whatever the case may be they're ignoring everything because they hope that it in the end a different result will be yielded what advice would you give somebody like that oh shit and um, you need me to, to, to try to condense that question i will I mean, me personally, the advice I would have to give is that a person's going to show you who they are. And when a person shows you who they are, you got to believe them. Even though, you know, if the person's telling you they don't want to be with you and they're showing you they don't want to be with you, and eventually, at some point, you're going to have to put your big girl panties on and move on. Okay. 
That's all you I got mean, for it? There's nothing really. I mean, there's no way that you can actually see her and say, like, hey, leave that motherfucker alone. Because if you could tell a person over and over again to leave somebody alone, now, if it was one of my homegirls coming to me and she, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with this guy blah, 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 and, and all this extra stuff, I mean, I would just be real with her, like, but if she's I mean, like, what if she's like, well, pound cake, I love him. Then what you want to tell her? I mean, what you want to tell her other than the feelings that you're feeling are wrong and you need to feel this way? What I would say would be, you know, you can love a person and still leave. You can still love a person, you can still walk away. And if you. Which I I believe what you're telling me is you love that person more than you love yourself. But you would rather damage you than move the fuck on. Uh-huh. You don't believe that there's a lot of people out here that love somebody else more than they love themselves? And that's what even creates that. that situation. I be, I believe that's I believe it. I've mm-hmm. done it. Mm-hmm. But you also gotta have you also gotta but the thing is until you are tired. As a woman, like, I can only speak from a woman's perspective. As a woman, until you are tired, like, you'll put with a lot of shit, but until you're tired, until you're officially, like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. There's nothing I can tell you that's going to make you stop or make you leave the person or make you leave the person alone. You're going to continue to do it, so there's really nothing I can say. Mm-hmm. I can give you the advice. I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. Okay. What about in the um, if the roles were flipped? What if we're talking about a dude? If it's one of your homeboys, and he's saying, "Patrice, you know, I think this girl's the one," but you know, every time I try to get serious with her, you know, it ain't that. You know, she on a different type of time. She's just trying to, you know, have some fun, and um, she's on to the next one. Right? I'm just, I'm just a. I'm just a day of the week. I just get a day of the week. I'm trying to have every day of the week. She just give me, you know, Wednesdays. She just give me hump day. What would you tell him? Same thing? Or something different? Me. I would, <laughs> this is a tough question. I mean, I, I like, it goes back to, like, if that's what you're willing to reduce yourself down to, just a hump day. Mm-hmm. If you know you can offer more than that, then I mean, why stick around in the situation? Your absence will be your absence will be felt much greater. Because trust me, if you if you if you're doing all of this, then a person won't know what they got until it's gone, whether it's a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you gotta step back and. Let a motherfucker fall. And it's your choice if you want to go back to the situation. It's your choice if you want to go back to that or whatever. But at the end of the day, sometimes you got to take that step back and evaluate what it truly is that you want. Because if that's, if these are the, if these are the criteria that you want met and these are the things you want, maybe that person is not the one because you want somebody who's going to be, you want somebody who wants everything that you everything that you want. They're going to compliment everything you want. And if that person's not showing that and that person's showing you, like, I just want to go do this, 
and let them go do it. I mean, that shit gonna hurt. Trust me, I've been there. Uh, I'm there now. Like, honestly speaking, I'm there now. And no matter how many excuses I make up, in my mind, I already know, like, oh, this is it for me. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, plead, like, I'm trying to let you know, like, I got one foot in the door, one foot out. And I'm telling you, it's not looking good at this point. But I know me, once I move on, there is no turning back. There is no retooling. There's none of that. So, with that being said, it's like, I understand. Because I've been there. Okay. And there's nothing that nobody's going to say that's going to change your mind about that person because that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Until you are tired, you're going to continue to put up with this shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So before I go ahead and get started on, on, on what I would try to say, um, I want you to think about this question some more and um, answer for yourself later or, or me and you can we discuss it either on here again or we can discuss, discuss it on just some real shit, real life shit, right? So um, oftentimes when I come up with these questions, it's just passing thoughts and I try to think about mm-hmm. them because um, one day I hope to have kids and I try to think about what would I tell my daughter, what would I tell my son? Is it any different? If it is different, I'm probably being hypocritical. I may be being misogynistic. Um, I may be being, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it because I hate the word that they use, but I may be looking at, at it from a, um, an skewed male perspective. So I try to be as objective as possible. Um, whenever I'm looking at these situations, as what, what would I tell them? So let's just keep it fresh in the listeners' minds. So the question is, when somebody reassures you they don't want you, but you ignore the signs because you want them. Um, what I would look to tell them is, um, you know, you need, to, you need to know, you need to know what you are, who you are, uh, what you're willing to stand for, what you're not willing to stand for. You know, some people. Oh, I think the So you need to know what you're willing to stand for, what you're willing to live through. You know, some people have it in them to be abused, and they're able to they're able to live their life that way, um, normally, regularly, with content. Um, if that's you, that's you. If that's not, then um, what do you really want out of life? What do you really want out of a partner? If this person isn't providing that for you, what are they providing to you? Um, is there something within you that you need to repair? Is there something in you that's broken? Is there something that I didn't teach you well? Is there something that the world didn't teach you well? You know, what? why are you still dealing with somebody and have intense feelings for somebody and they don't have those for you and they're displaying it to you, but you're ignoring it? So. I would say, you know, if you want to be treated like a piece of shit, just don't cry about it. That's okay. You know, if if that's what you want out of life, just don't cry about it. It is what it is. And if you want more, um, figure out exactly what you want. Don't just say you want more without knowing what that means. Because maybe you don't. 
figure out what exactly you want out of a partner and make sure that somebody doesn't become a partner unless they're displaying that they can provide whatever your needs and demands are because you shouldn't be allowing anybody to take your greatest resource away from you if they're not contributing anything that you see of value otherwise you're misvaluing yourself you know don't hold on to anything that ain't holding on to you that's some goofy shit you know at the end of the day we're going inside you feel you you don't you don't hold on you don't hold on to nothing that's not holding on to you whether that's a child whether that's a family member whether that's a relationship a job anything because they don't value you the way that you value you or the way that you should be valued so figure out what your value is and don't fall short yeah it may hurt like hell um because you think that you're in love with somebody but trust me there's a lesson in this however long it takes you to learn it go ahead and learn it's going to make you a better person tomorrow just stop fucking crying about it. Figure the shit out. And whenever you're ready to figure it out, I'm near for you. If it take you a while, I'm near for you. But you ain't about to just be um, crying in my ear, talking about how this motherfucker treating you exactly how they tell you that they're going to treat you because you want something exactly. different. You know, so tighten up. Tighten up and get it together. And um, that's it. So... Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Pragmatic Postulations Podcast. Again, I am your host, Uncle Mad. This was also your co-host today, Miss Pound Cake. You can go ahead and reach me at connoisseurofnothing at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, any discussion points you would like to hear out here. Uh, you can also catch me on YouTube at Connoisseur of Nothing. I'm also on Instagram at SuperiorMan2208. And you can also find me on good old Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook at Ahmed Mo. That's A-H-M-E-D space M-O. You'd like to plug any of your social media, Miss Poundcake? Oh, no. I don't want nobody looking for me. She don't want nobody looking for you? Okay, okay. Respect it. We're getting... Thank you for listening. Comment, like, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And we are out this bee. Thank you for being my friend when I needed one.